We're back again today with another episode of the Be The Benchmark podcast where strong moms are raising fierce daughters. Today we're talking about how we're perceived by other people, so I hope you find my story at least mildly entertaining. Hello, Be The Benchmark. I have been going live and podcasting for, I don't know, seven or eight days in a row now. So if you're following along, yay, I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, I have been telling a lot of personal stories this week and I was reminded of this one not long ago. I actually shared this story with a volleyball team that I was working with and they were pretty astonished. So in college, I did the Alina Union Board musicals. And so I auditioned for the musicals and I helped produce one of the musicals. And it was a it was a fun time. Like I love the theater. I love singing. I love being on stage. Um, I love acting. I love that my kids love to do these things now. So it's always been a huge part of my life. And there was a particular year that I was in a, a very large show. And I enjoy singing and I love singing and performing and such and I was always that girl that got a callback for a main role but never got a main role and then I was in the chorus so I didn't I never even got like a secondary role it was always very interesting because I always got a callback I think my voice was good enough for the callback but I never impressed them enough in the callback and my dancing wasn't impressive enough to get uh, kind of like a secondary like awesome role that included dancing so anyway So I ended up in the chorus in this show, and when you are in a show in college, it is a very all-in type of event. So you have rehearsal a lot, especially if you're in the chorus, because that means you're in a lot of the scenes. And so, hi, Archenna. Uh, So a lot of the rehearsals, it it was in the evenings, so you go to class during the day, you know, in college, and then at night you get to go to these rehearsals and so depending on different times and things like that and especially once it gets to like a couple of weeks before the show it's like super intense like every night you're there for hours and hours and hours and so that meant a lot of times that I had to uh, skip meals in the dining hall so I lived in the residence hall at the time and so I had a meal plan and so I would usually eat my meals in the residence hall Uh, and at that time the eating plan was not very flexible and so it was kind of it was it was difficult you had to go to a specific residence hall and those types of things to get your meal and so and our rehearsals were all in the Illini Union and so I had to skip dinner a lot or uh, a lot of people that were in the show would just you know eat fast food or something like that Uh, and the truth of the matter was I didn't have a lot of extra money when I was in college and so a lot of times I was at these rehearsals and I would get hungry and I would feel like well you know what what can I do and it was really kind of annoying I felt like a lot of the kids that were in the show were I guess better off than I was financially and so they had means to just eat out all the time or do whatever Um, and I felt like I didn't, I didn't have that as an option. Uh, I needed to eat the dining room, the dining hall food. And so I complained to the, the production board and I was like, look, this, isn't, this doesn't work for me. Like, this is a problem. Uh, I, need, I need to be able to eat and yada, yada. So they made some arrangements and there were several people actually that ended up really benefiting from that. Um, but I, 
I was not afraid to like show my dissatisfaction with the situation. And um, not only was I not afraid to show my dissatisfaction, but I think that like in general that colored a lot of my experience with the show itself at that time because I think it just kind of made me negative about other things that maybe I wouldn't have been negative about, but because I was hungry and because I felt it was unfair, like that was kind of like the hook that I was putting my hat on was like, this isn't fair, this isn't fair. Like it's not fair to people that live in the dining halls or it's not fair to, um, you know, whatever, for us to be here all night and not have this option of getting food or whatever. So fast forward to like the day before the show, like we're in dress rehearsal, we're in, uh, assembly hall we're getting ready and one of the fun you know casts do fun things all the time together they go out and they party together and they have um, just like they make fun t-shirts and they just do all sorts of like bonding things it kind of becomes kind of your family so one of the things that we were doing um, at this during this particular show was we were like voting kind of like senior superlatives where it's like most likely to or um, prettiest or you know whatever yada yada and I somehow um, was helping to organize this. I don't know if it was my idea or if I was just helping or I, I'm not really sure what happened. But one of the categories uh, I ended up being a front runner for. I was tied neck and neck with another girl. And you would think that would be an awesome thing, except it wasn't because the category was for biggest complainer. And that hit me like a ton of freaking bricks because I did not consider myself someone who complained. I did not consider myself a negative person. I did not consider myself someone who would want to be known for that. Like there was nothing, like there was nothing else. There was, I mean, nowadays, most people would probably vote me like, you know, most positive or most likely to look on the sunny side or most likely to be like smiling like an idiot when she's, you know, running a half marathon, whatever. Like those are the types of things that I'm now known for. But at the time, like that really was, it was really devastating to me. Like my stomach hurt over it. And I was tallying up the votes and I'm like, oh my God, please let this other girl get it. Um, because I was so like offended and hurt. Uh, but it really was also a wake up call to me that um, regardless of, of whether or not you think something's fair or you think something is you know, right, it, you should definitely stand up for what is right. Uh, but at the same time, you can't let that color who you become as far as being a complainer, which I think is kind of what I became. I mean, obviously, you know, other people thought but that's how I was being perceived. So is there a way, you know, it kind of came to me that like maybe I need to find a way to say the things that are not satisfying to me or what have you without coming across as a complainer. And it also was a wake up call to me that like life is not fair and I'm going to have to problem solve how to get through it, you know, and all the better to problem solve with a positive attitude as opposed to, you know, being the one that everybody thinks, well, she just complains a lot. So we're going to ignore her. I see you, mom. <laughs> I see you. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the story. And I think I actually hadn't thought about that story in a really long time and um, when it when it came up for me when I was working with this volleyball team like they were really shocked they're like whoa because they too saw me as like this like almost stupidly positive person that's always like hey you need to choose your thoughts and create an awesome life and go out and change the world and they're like how long ago was this and I mean it was probably 1998 97 98 somewhere around there so I mean it's been a few years I've, I've put on a few years and pounds but that's not the point um, the point is that it really uh, was a wake-up call to me and I think has really really 
turned into how I how I want to shape the ways that I stand up for myself in a new way and the ways that I uh, approach this with my daughters and my clients, really encouraging them to have a strong voice, as Brene Brown uh, calls it, a strong back and a soft belly. So really having that strong back to be able to say like, this is what I stand for and this is who I am, but at the same time being like open and kind and, and ready to hear what other people have to say uh, at the same time. And so that's kind of how I help to approach it. And we really talk through scripts a lot of times when we're dealing with difficult situations, especially where we feel like we need to complain a little bit. Uh, let's talk through a script and then let's talk about how that might be perceived on the other side. And is there a way that we can um, couch that a little differently that might come across better and really have more meaning and more impact and more um, of a positive energy flow between the people that you're talking about and talking to. So that is my story of the night. I hope that um, it didn't bore you too much because I find it just hilarious now in retrospect. But until next time, go out, choose your thoughts, create your life, change the world. So moms, has there ever been a time where you have been perceived in such a way that you were not hoping other people were looking at you? Does that make sense? Basically, have you been putting something out there and then you find out what people are thinking about that and realize that you've totally misrepresented yourself? I think it would be interesting for your daughters to hear about some sort of times like that. I feel like it happens to all of us at some point or another. Maybe not quite so clearly as mine did, but uh, it could be a great topic for conversation today with your daughters. So go out and choose your thoughts, create your life, change the world, and have a great conversation with your daughter today. Thank you.